Hey, it's John. Cut Above Horror Review, episode number 40. want to say a huge thank you to my co-host, Heidelberg, Jacqueline. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Episode 40. Can't believe we're getting into this. Uh, we're talking about 2008's uh, Let the Right One In, a Swedish movie. Not a big fan of the, the uh, vampire genre, but I think... We get into a good discussion on this one. So thank you so much. And uh, again, review us on iTunes, review us on Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Episode 40, a cut above horror review. We're talking about, yeah, let the right one in. Get ready for a cat fight. Hey, it's John. Cut above horror review, episode number 40. 40, want to say a huge thank you to my co-host, Heidelberg, Jacqueline. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Episode 40. Can't believe we're getting into this. Uh, we're talking about 2008's uh, Let the Right One In, a Swedish movie. Not a big fan of the, the uh, vampire genre, but I think we get into a good discussion on this one, so... Thank you so much, and uh, again, review us on iTunes, review us on Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Episode 40, a cut above horror review. We're talking about, yeah, let the right one in. Get ready for a cat fight. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we discuss all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be discussing the film Let the Right One In from 2008. But first, let's meet everybody else on the show. First up, it's Hydraberg. How's it going, Hydraberg? How's it going, guys? Uh, you have to invite me onto the podcast in order for me to come on. <laughs> that was fun. Hydraberg, will you please enter this podcast? Okay, cool. You're safe now. <laughs> and next up, it's John. You are invited in, John. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Hydraberg, Jacqueline, uh, hello. And I got to say something is that we're going to have a lot of milestones on the show because we've had so much fun, but I couldn't think of two better people to talk horror movies with. We're on episode number 40 right now, and yeah. I, I appreciate you guys so much. I really do. We've become such close friends. We, we uh, text chat all the time, and we get to do this every, each and every week, and I love you guys for it. I, I, I want to give you your flowers right now. You know, God forbid something happens, but this is fantastic. I mean, this is, this is a milestone for us, episode number 40, so thank you guys. Thanks. Thank John. That was so nice, John. And I feel the exact same way. I love you guys. I look forward to doing the show with you every week. I love finding out what movie you guys pick every time. And this is honestly like the bright spot of my week. And so um, I love doing it. And I'm so appreciative that I have you guys to do it with. Well, don't fucking bail on us. So, oh, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You're going to have to you're going to have to pry this podcast out of my cold, dead hands. Or you're the host. So I probably will. <laughs> I think it's the same sentiment that Jacqueline said. Uh, um, this podcast has been really fun. I look forward to it each week. Um, I've had a couple of times this year where I've been a little like down here and there. And like 
the podcast helps me get through the week sometimes. And like, I look forward to chatting with you guys about, um, you know, horror movies, good and bad. <laughs> well, we love you, man. I, I, do, I, you. Love, I love both of you guys. Seriously. I, I think it's really a milestone. We got to recognize this for us. I mean, I love the fact that people listen to this podcast, but I also, it, it's you guys, it's us. It's us as a cohesive unit, being able to talk about horror movies each and every week. We hit 40. That's fantastic. We're going to get more and more. We're going to get higher and higher and hit more episodes. And I'll probably say the same fucking thing every time. <laughs> every I'll, time we I'll, hit a power I'll, of 10. I, 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 will mean, 10. I will mean it. Um, you know, when we hit 50, when we hit 100. So, oh, yeah. That seems uh, so um, abstract, like episode 100. Doesn't it? But it seems that abstract that we hit Not that far off. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost right. out of year. Yep. Crazy, man. Yeah. We well, been, thank you. Well, podcast for thank almost you. a year. Holy shit. Yeah. And you That's guys don't amazing. see like in the group checks and stuff. And like, uh, you know, I send my nudes to John all the time. but <laughs> He does. He does. I got to use really a microscope. But it's yeah. okay. Wow, you guys have your own like private love fest over there that I didn't even know about. You're married, Jacqueline. You don't have to look at that stuff. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to offend you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, she, she, sounds fe- she sounds a she sounds sounds like John. Good. Check out my gains. <laughs> <laughs> oh y'all. Oh boy. Boys, so boys, boys. Yeah, exactly. I hope there are no unseemly scars in important places. No. Nah. Like somebody nope. in this movie it looks good. Actually, Hydroberg looks good. Good now. He's, Thanks, he's working out. So I looked good before I worked out, but I look better. No, you don't. Nor oh, you do. do. Take that back. You're not getting any nudes anymore. Wow. <laughs> oh. Well, let's okay. find out if there's any other news besides Hydroberg's oh. nudes. There. Con, is there any horror Whoa, news? Oh, nice transition, Jack. Great Thank transition. You. Or horror nudes. I'll take those. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Rob Zombie nudes. You know what? There's actually going to be a story for for you that will feel like a nude for you. Um, <laughs> feel like a story that will feel like a nude. All right. Yeah. More. Well, you'd be like, yes. Oh, uh, okay. The it prequel. Welcome to Dairy in development for HBO Max. We excited? No. No. Nah. Really. Uh, I don't feel like I've just received a nude. Um, nope. Next, next story. Like you nude, <laughs> You're just right? moving it was, on. It's more like an un- unsolicited nude. Like you didn't really want it. Yes, that. Yes, anyway. this is like an unsolicited nude, not an appreciated <laughs> nude. I, I mean, like, do we need that? No, I don't think we do. Uh, there's not a lot of the details behind it, but it's just basically, I guess, how Pennywise started. I don't know. Is it gonna have like a Castle Rock sort of vibe to it, like that show? It could. It's focuses on the town more than Pennywise. Yeah, it's being developed by HBO Max, so probably. Okay. Here's Jacqueline's nude. How do you feel about that, Hydra? Well, sorry, hold on. I just want to hear how Hydraberg feels about that. I don't think it's necessary. I do feel like maybe if it's done with the proper people, it could could be worth a watch, but I don't I don't need it. Yeah, it doesn't immediately excite me, John. Is there any yeah, material it, that was written like is there any prequel material that Stephen King did or anything that, that I'm not really I mean I read it and there's like a there are like a few scraps here and there about his like history but I don't if I remember I mean it was a few years ago that I read this like maybe five years but um I don't remember like a ton of material that could be used to create like a whole prequel so I, I feel like this is just going to be kind of somebody's creative sounds like a cash grab 
yeah, fabrication. If, if we're talking most recently, I mean, I did like the it remake. It chapter two was just like so CGI'd out. It, it, it's a little bombastic compared to the first one. No, that's the perfect word for it. Like bomba- bombastic. It was like, why? You know, it, it just like you said, Hydroburger, it was a cash grab. And, mm. Ugh, mm. I don't know. All right. Here's Jacqueline's porn right here. Mm. Jacqueline's boy toy. Which one? Idris <laughs> Elba? Bill Mosley. Oh. oh. Turn to the show. Just yeah. released a brand new album called The Devil Rides West. With no his, way. His band, Spider Mountain. Oh, shit. I had no idea. Okay. I'm well, we got to stop recording. I got to go listen to it. Sorry. <laughs> Bye, guys. You can do this show by yourself. <laughs> Sorry. No, we can't. No, Seriously, I'm, I am really excited. You were right. You know me too well, John. Yes. Uh, I know you yeah. love Bill Mosley. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. know he was in the band, though. Did I? I didn't either. Yeah, I, I'm a little offended that my BFF didn't tell me. Yeah. Bill, why didn't you tell me? Spider Mountain right is the name of the band, and The Devil Rides West. Well, shit. Um, actually, if, if you go on um, Bloody Disgusting, you can hear some of the tracks on there. Hold on. I'm checking Apple Music right now to see if it's up. Just add he, another credit to why that guy is such a badass. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously, he has never disappointed me, ever. Well, Hydroberg. He's a really nice guy, too. We reviewed uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Do you hate Bill Mosley? No, he, I actually, he's one of the better parts of that film, I feel like. I agree. Also, I love him as Chop Top in uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. Yep. And, of course, we all love him in Repo, the genetic opera. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He was in Repo. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's available on uh, Apple Music. Yeah, sure. So guess what I'm going to be listening to while I do dishes tonight. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you for telling me that, John. I'm serious. I'm like really happy right now. <laughs> so I suppose that what H24 just released X, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's made so much money at the box office, like for what the budget was. Um, would you consider that a slasher? Jacqueline, I know you've seen it. Hydroberg. I've seen, seen it, it as well. Yeah. Okay. Would you? I would. Okay. Yeah. They're releasing a second slasher called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh. Yep. Well, that's a good title. August 5th. It's got like Pete Davidson in it. No way. Yeah. Okay. Kanye West in it also? Oh, God. I hope not. I hope he dies. (gasps) Whoa. I hope Will Smith. In the movie. In the movie. movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The movie. You scared me for a second there, John. We don't condone the death of anybody here on. Um, no, we do not condone real life death. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, do we know anything else besides Pete Davidson? Any other casting? Uh, I didn't look. I, I, I didn't recognize any other names, but. Okay. A24 has been pretty solid. So. It have been. That's yeah. pretty exciting. I'm down. Let's put that on the, on our spreadsheet right away so that we can make sure to cover that in August. You said August. Yeah. August 5th. All right. It's bodies, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. That's They're a good kind of salacious right title. Yeah. Kind of making fun of the slasher genre. Okay. Or something. Yeah, it sounds a little cheeky. Yeah, it does. It. it does. Maybe it's yeah. going to be like a scream soda vibe. Maybe. A little meta, maybe. Or maybe it'll be, it'll, you know, have some of the same kind of sexual tones to it that X did. Like yeah. maybe bodies. Shut up. I haven't seen it yet. If well, I mean, you know it's about people making a porn, right? Oh, really? 
You didn't know that? Oh, well, I gotta go watch, watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. It's I, the trailer. I'm kidding. Yes, I do know. John, <laughs> you should go see it, though. It's really good. It's I coming absolutely. out in May on disc. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Nice. Okay. I, I, w- I would suggest seeing it in the theater. I think it's worth a theater what visit I? if you feel safe doing so. I think it's it's a good one on the big screen. Um, oh, cool. You'll most likely be by yourself if you go in the theater, too. So it'll be a pretty cool experience. I'm not going to pull the Pee Wee Herman in there. No, thank you. You pull, you, you pull whatever you want while you're in there. <laughs> pay for that ticket. A cut I above does not way, condone Pee Wee Herman way, type behavior. I love the way Hydroberg picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> you can pull. And everybody gets on that guy, but he was in a porn theater at the time. So, like, what do you expect goes on in those fucking He was things? in a gay porn theater. Not like, yeah, it's not like he was watching a Disney film. No, like, he, he was wasn't. It, it, it's fine. I mean, yeah, what, what do you go there to watch it for the plot? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was just the uh, fact that he was a children's host on a show, which was really like damning mm-hmm. him. That's upsetting. Also, I don't know if you guys heard this, but did you guys see who's uh, they're doing a crow reboot? Did you see who they cast as the crow? No. Skarsgård? Who? Speaking of it, um, Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård? Really? Yeah. Oh, Originally, well, Jason me... Momoa was attached a while ago, but that fell through. Okay. He was going to well, play that's the- quite a change. They're they redoing the Eric Draven storyline too. It's not like because with the Crow series is like that the Crow has taken over several people's bodies before, so there's several stories that could be told with that, mm. with that mythos. But um, apparently they're like Spider Man, right? Yeah. Apparently they're redoing Eric Draven's story, and Bill Skarsgård is supposed to play it. So. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I think Bill Skarsgård is like really talented. He is, so I'm not even going to say that, like, oh, no, that's going to be crap. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance and see what happens with it. Yeah, oh, I will pass no judgment. Yeah. I love the crow. the crow. Yeah, the crow was, like, what, 93, 92? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it since high school, so I need to revisit. It's a 90s film, but it I still feel like it holds up, you know, mm. for the most part. That album was dope, too. Yeah, that album is. And when anybody ever asks me, too, like, what's a really good album from a, a film that I always say the crow? I would actually say the badge from Pantera was my favorite song on that. Yeah, I like the Cure's got a good song on there. Nine Star, yeah, I, I was never a Cure and fan, but I love the song on that. Yep, I actually have a quote from the Crow on my first tattoo. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Uh, now. Mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children. Yep, there was a tattoo from my mom. Oh, he's like sitting in the rain or something like that. I kind of vividly remember that. Can't rain all the time, John. That's true. And it never rains in San Diego. So, oh my God. <laughs> That's two things that we do every episode. We talk about Rob Zombie and then you talk about. Oh, know, shit. He got it. In. There it is. I already <laughs> said it earlier. There's a Rob. That's true. Zombie. You did. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you talked about celebrity nudes that Jacqueline would get excited about, I mentioned Rob Zombie. <laughs> That's true. But and not this week. About how but... good the weather is in San Diego. Yeah, well, while we're on the topic, let me tell you, the weather in the Jacksonville area has been perfect. Oh, yes. Really? A few days. Yes. Like sunny, but not too warm. Like just right. Like low 70s. It's been absolutely beautiful. Oh, nice. It still wants to be winter here. I Get jealous, Hyderberg. <laughs> I, I do want to mention uh, Straight Chillin' Podcast. They've got a thing coming up in April, right, Jacqueline? April uh, 22nd. Yeah. The reason why we got together. So let's mention it. Go ahead. Yeah. So they're having a meetup in the Jacksonville area at a bar called Rain Dogs. I'm sure you could Google it and find it. Uh, I don't have the address memorized, but April 22nd, which is also Earth Day, 
Uh, but that evening at seven o'clock at Rain Dogs, there's going to be a meetup for people who listen to the Straight Chillin' podcast or just horror fans in the area in general who want to come and meet the boys and shoot the shit about some horror movies. Um, or cut I think above. it's also, yeah, or cut above. I don't, I don't know how many Jacksonville listeners we have, but everyone's <laughs> invited. Um, Straight Chillin' guys are listeners. <laughs> that's true. Well, the, I, well, Randy's not in Jacksonville anymore. And so yeah, I wasn't sure if Randy's there or not. I mean, he's close enough to drive, but he, I don't know if they've mentioned that. I mean, I think DC is probably like a 12 hour drive or so. Yeah. So. I wasn't sure if he might be in the area that day or something. Well, that would be nice. I hope so. I don't I don't know if he will be or not. I mean, he but, just wants um, to go just to meet Bob. I mean, seriously. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Just um, yeah. So th- they're going to be screening some movies that we can watch and there's going to be a swap meet type thing where you can bring uh you know physical media posters memorabilia anything that you might want to trade and swap with some other folks and um see what they've got and i think it's going to be super fun i've already got my babysitter lined up so i am super excited awesome i'm super jealous don't worry as we as we agreed before i'm going to facetime you and just carry you around and yeah you can just pretend no it's facebook not FaceTime because I don't have an iPhone. Well, for getting you in there, yeah, it's cool. We could just well, zoom. Well, we'll get one person to, yeah, I could Zoom too, but we'll, we'll figure it out. And I only have one phone, but I'm sure somebody <laughs> else could could connect with, with one of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Uh, I'm is done that it for me. news? Yep. Oh. I'm done. All right. Hydroberg, <laughs> this was your pick this week. Why did you choose Let the Right One In? I chose Let the Right One In um, because it's it's a pretty good film, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not going to give my review, but I, I enjoy this film. I've only seen it once before this. Oh. I've seen the remake first, Let Me In, um, several years back. And I, I enjoyed that a decent bit, too. And then when I learned that, because um, I didn't know that there was a Swedish film first. So then I went back and watched this one last year. Uh, during my 31 days of Halloween, I use this as my vampire flick and uh, uh, it's I enjoy different takes on vampire films. And this one definitely has like an alternative sort of take on uh, your typical vampire story. So. So, yeah, that's why I picked it. Good reasons. Good reasons. Would you guys like to decide whether it fucks or sucks? Yes. All right. But is, wait, hold on. This is a. Uh gonna feel weird to say this though whether it fucks or fucking, it's a it's about a it's about kids, kids yeah. so so well we're not talking about them fucking or sucking so no, I just, understood. The, film, just Under- the film as a whole yeah okay <laughs> how about does it dry hump or does it not dry hump <laughs> i'm kidding whatever you want to say <laughs> it's our show john we're gonna say and do what we want to do no uh this film for me, it fucks for sure. Uh, this is my second time viewing it, as I said, and I think it still fucks just as good as the first time. All right. You That's... go, Jacqueline. I think this movie fucks. I think it would be hard to argue that this is like a bad film. Like I, I'd be very curious to meet a person who like actively dislikes this film or thinks that it is like just not good. Like I, I would not understand how that person thanks so uh yeah without saying too much i think it fucks johnny cat attack <laughs> I love that. okay 
This movie fucks. Uh, it, it's uncomfortable as I feel about saying that about yeah. a, a, a film about being about kids and like kind of innocent love. It's a vampire film. I hate, I hate vampire movies. Really? But this one really drew me in. This is the fourth time I've seen this movie. So um, it absolutely fucks. So, all right. A I want to resounding... get back to why you hate um, yes. vampire movies at some point. You what? No, I'm sorry. I just want to hear why you don't like vampire films when we get into it. Uh, I think Twilight ruined it for me. No, well, uh, <laughs> that, I feel like that doesn't count. You can just not watch those movies. Like, it doesn't ruin a whole genre of films. But I've been in relationships where my girlfriends had made me watch well, them. dating movies. teenagers, like, John, and you won't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, I'm getting off the podcast because because <laughs> the police are going to be gonna there. End soon. It here at 40 episodes. <laughs> no, it, it's over. It's right. a good run. Here's a spoiler alert. We're going to be talking. About, <laughs> let the right one in from 2008 in its entirety. If you have not seen this film, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right, I am dying to hear this reach around plot summary. Me too. Heidelberg. Me too. All right. A coming-of-age tale with a vampiric spin. A little girl who feeds on a whim. With pointed teeth, she breaks the skin and sucks the life from whence it's been. A life on the run, no next of kin. Only one familiar face from where she's been. He kills for her again and again. But what she lacks is a true friend. She meets a boy about her age who's bullied and beaten and always afraid. He's had enough, he's filled with rage. But saves this girl from her makeshift cage. The best of friends they now become. She saves his life just when he's done. She tears the flesh right off the bone, but can't survive on blood alone. Because in the end, they rise above. She now survives on Oscar's love. Oh, that was really that was really good. Well, really the, good. that movie has that kind of feel to it. It's a love story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In essence, I mean, the way they interact with each other or, you know, have their bickers as 12 year old kids that it yeah becomes more. Yeah. But yeah. You, I, oh, but, go ahead. but then you realize that this is a 12 year old girl that has gone through. She doesn't say exactly. It's like, I've been, tw- I'm 12, but I've been 12 for a long time. Yeah. They both feel a void for each other, I feel like, in this. Yeah, yeah. but then again, it kind of ties around to the old guy that you meet at the beginning of the movie, that, that he was the 12-year-old boy at the time. At some point, yeah. Yeah. So she's... They never tell you that in this one. It's like... like, like the, In the remake, they show a picture of the two of them. So you see, it's implied there that... Bring that up. <clears throat> I'm curious. Yeah. I just watched the remake today also. Okay. I just kind of wanted to watch it to um, be able to compare a little bit because they're so both available on streaming. So, so talk more about that. Well, there's a scene where he's looking in her apartment, um, Oscar. Um, I think that's his name. I forgot. Is that his name in the remake? I, it's the same. I know hers is Abby instead of Ellie. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, and he finds like one of those like Polaroid like machines, uh, picture machines that you go into back in the day. Okay. When he t- five photos and it's him mm-hmm. and uh it's her and the her familiar if you want to call him that because mm-hmm. he's got the same birthmark but he's young that he had in the movie 
That's what I felt the old guy was in this movie. Was probably I figured the familiar, that the Renfield, the familiar exactly the, like a Renfield. The, because he's always like here. He's always eating an apple or or drinking milk or something like that, you know. Yeah. And at the end, when when he dies or, or he he jumps out the window, right? Yeah, he jumps or falls out. Basically. Yeah, I think he kind of falls after she's done feeding. I, I felt like like she almost threw him a little bit on this fourth watch. I was like, ooh, yeah, I think she kind of threw him just to end his life and like I'm done with you. Well, yeah, she has to like you because like when she kills the jogger, I mean, not the jogger, that's the other one. And she kills the, the drunken guy. Yeah. The, you know, she breaks his neck so he doesn't turn. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it well, happens when I yeah, um, I kind of felt that she just kind of was done with him and then threw him out. Yeah, that, that's why she I didn't want him to turn and, either. She became yeah. more attached to Oscar because right after that happened, it's like you got to let me in, you know, I, I love the tropes of, uh, of a vampire or a Dracula. You got to be invited in. You're going to get burned by the sun, whatever. Mm-hmm. This film does those in a really cool way though. I feel like, yeah, like we've all seen vampires burst into flames, but like the scene where Virginia goes into flames is just so, Oh insane. my gosh, that was insane. Yeah. I think it's like a very indelible image to anyone yeah. who sees it. Yeah. Well, so you guys were talking about how this was really like a a relationship story between the two main characters. And I completely agree. I was thinking that like, uh, similar to the way that I feel like Tatan was really a story about a relationship between two people who were like sad and broken and lonely. uh, I think this film was very much like that as well. And the horror and vampire elements of it were almost incidental. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to. I'm glad that they are there and it like flavors the movie, but I I feel like those specific elements are not really necessary for the telling of the story. Like it could be anything going on in each of their lives. Um, Absolutely. But I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad that it's there. I, I love that it is a vampire movie. John, like I wouldn't say I hate vampire movies. They've just never been the most interesting uh, type of story or type of horror subgenre for me so like i think like the fact that this is like a coming of age story and you and that's mixed with the vampire lore yeah it makes this so special right you said like it's it's more about the drama of the two than Mm -hmm. it is about just being a horror film right but that is there that's all there for you if you if that's what you're here for only Mm -hmm. gore Mm -hmm. and there's you know there's some dread and stuff like that but and then also i do like yeah like I like alternative takes on vampire films or subgenres in general, like a you know a zombie film that does something different. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, with the vampire films, it's oh, they're oversaturated. There's so many of them. So when one does something different, it does kind of catch your your attention. But for the most part, when they release a new one, you're kind of like, oh, I'll get to it whenever because it's just another vampire film. Mm-hmm. And this one definitely stands out to me. That's why I, I picked. It. I thought this one had like really nice tropes to it, though. I mean, again, like burning up in the sunshine or you you have to have a coffin or like a makeshift coffin or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she sleeps in a trunk. Yeah. (laughs) And a bathtub. She comes into the house eventually when he says, like, why can't you just come in? And so she's like, "Okay, I'll come in. I'll show you. And here's the one thing I noticed about this fourth watch for me was that Ellie was actually very manipulative. Is that that she got rid of this guy? Because like 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 when I saw it, it almost seemed like 
she killed this guy. Yeah, mercifully. Familiar? Yeah. Hakan? Is that how you say I don't know how to say it. Yeah, Hakan. Hakan? Hakan. I don't know. I never really saw it. Like I what I saw was like he's human, right? And so he's right, right, right. But she needs and he's getting sloppy at his job. Exactly right. So so she saw that. Like he fucked up two kills in the movie. Like Mm -hmm. on this guy up. And was draining his blood, and then this dog came along. And I mean, that one's not so much his fault, but yeah, yeah. He forgot. He the didn't blood. come home with Dindin. He though. forgot so, it. Yeah, he didn't come with home. Din-din. With Dindin, <laughs> you didn't bring my Dindin. No Dindin. You don't get breakfast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that just really cracks me up. From last week. <laughs> oh my God, I'm thinking about that now. <laughs> Shut up, Jack. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say it. It was Hyderberg. I said, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Well, you keep I, laughing about it. Well, it's funny. I saw it as like, imagine doing this job for as many years as he has, right? And like, yeah, he cares for right, but he he Ellie, fucked but, up two kills, yeah, not just one. Uh, so he got that kid hung him upside down, had the acid, which I didn't know what he was gonna do with the acid for this kid. But he poured it on his face, which, by the way, the practical effects of like when he did that to himself looks so good. They did. It's very disturbing. It really was. It was like when, when you see him in the yeah. some of it. Yeah. 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 Gus Fring style. Yeah, that's exactly Spoilers. right. Like, like the way <laughs> like you see his normal face and he turns into the light or the camera. Yeah. And it was just it, it was like that. I'm like. I'm wondering if maybe the acid was to dissolve like the kid so you, they couldn't recognize the I don't know. It's, maybe because I didn't see him take the acid with them last the time yeah, before I, that. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, they didn't explain that away, but but he said I'm I'm trapped or something like that of like, you know, I'm in this quandary of I can't get out of. So he yeah. threw it on his own face. And they don't want him to track her him back to her. And that's right. what you know, so he's like, I'll just basically get rid of my identity by putting acid on my face i mean that's devotion it is maybe i really overlooked something but what what are we to understand about his motivation like why is he doing this for her i don't know because i thought he was the 12 year old kid way back in the day most likely he was or like like you said heidelberg the renfield or, or or like like she seduces this guy because that's another trope is that you know, Dracula can seduce you with his eyes. Yeah, they never seem to play on that, though. They did, uh, though, because like, 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 sh- there was a point in the movie where she like w- ran her hand down his face, and it was just like he was. Well, just, because they spent so much time together, that's. I think that was. Just, I get that, but he I mean, cares I just, for him. I just think that he was the kid, but he grew up. She yeah. can't. She, well, she she can't grow up. So right. So she's and always twelve. The allure of like becoming a vampire never seemed to be there. Like you know, with some Renfields or familiars, it's like, oh, I'm gonna do this for this amount of time, and then you're gonna turn me one day. But that never seemed to be a thing here in this movie. It wasn't like he was just doing it because he cared about right. her. So, so maybe Oscar's like, so yeah. maybe Oscar's like his new, her new person, yeah. and she and someday he's gonna be in his fifties, and yeah. she's gonna still be her. Yeah, and, and she's gonna push him out the window of a hospital or whatever, and. <laughs> however he's gonna die and just I, well, a new one 
Buddy knew he was going to fall out that window. Like he knew he wasn't going to live. Like that's why he gave himself to her to be fit. Like, I don't feel like that scene never played out like, oh, she murdered him. No, I don't think so either. I, no, I it was. I do, though. He sacrificed himself. He's, he's I, like, I, I fucked up. He, I got caught and you you weren't able to feed. So here, feed on me. I disagree. Then, I, I, I think you know. I think he he saw her. She goes, let me in. And because no, it took his head. No, in the remake. Also, like he gets bitten and then he just kind of rolls out the window and onto the ground. So if that's going off of the the first one, you know, the 2008 one that we just watched, I feel like it's. I don't know. It was he gave himself up to be fed on like he knew it was going to happen. He knows what she does with her victim. She kills him. He didn't want to be turned. I think he realized that that this is not going to last forever. So. Yeah, in a sense, he sacrificed himself to her, but she also was like, I'm done with you. No, I never took it like that. Like she's throwing away her food or like getting no, like garbage. No, just throwing away her Renfield. Like the person. Well, I mean, yeah, in a, in, in a sense, yes, she does because, end up disposing up of these twice. people at some point because yeah, she yeah. lives forever. Right. But she he fucked up tw- twice, like uh, not getting the blood from that one guy that uh, he hung up in the tree and then and then she went out and fed on her own because yeah. she was hungry, mm-hmm. which was such an awesome scene. Oh, man, when she kills yeah. that guy under the uh, the little overpass. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, the innocent little girl all of a sudden turn into the monster. And then, like, mm-hmm. the way she cracks his fucking neck and turns his head like, backwards. oh, man, oh, that my God. <clears throat> and that I guy, did. the guy, the cat dude is just watching out the window. Yeah, the CGI was not very good on that. But but when it was in the shadows, though, yeah, the practical of his head getting turned was off. Like, can we talk about the shitty CGI, though? The cat mm. attack. Well, yeah, that was the only place the where only I really scene. noticed it. That yep. was the only place I noticed it. It was so yeah. bad. I mean, and again, this is but the- that scene still I, like it makes me laugh. <laughs> I guess it didn't take me out of the film because it's sort of intense at the same time. But yes, it's comical well, as well because this lady's getting attacked by a bunch of cats. But I've never seen that either. So I'm like, oh, this is fucked up. Like, well, these the cats can sense the, the evil. <clears throat> the worst part. Always trust it. animals. Oh, yeah. Animals will always tell you the truth about someone. Yeah. Agreed. So th- <laughs> like Nanook and uh, Lost Boys. <laughs> at the beginning of the, the, the scene, there's this cat that's backing up on the on the table, and it's like, no, sweetie, don't worry about it. Everything's good. This woman has not even walked into the room. She hasn't been invited in yet. That's why. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. the uh, let the right one in is also like um, like a metaphor for letting people into your life, right? So, like, that's true. Oscar is letting the is he letting the right one in? You know, mm. is she letting the right one in by letting Oscar into her life? I think she says we, him in the, the first thing be we can't be friends. We cannot Jinx. be friends. Yep. And he's like, why? Why would you say that to me? Basically, like, who said I want to be your friend? Yeah. But he needs a friend, right? He's stabbing yeah. a fucking tree. But it's also a trope of Dracula or vampires or whatever. It's like you got to be in. It's, yeah, it's, it's both. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. That's what makes it a metaphor. But I like the fact that it's this film does it differently. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem uh like well treaded like it's like oh this is like yeah okay we've seen this before but not in this setting not with 12 year old kids and like i don't know i also i'm a sucker for like vampires in the snow 
like because you don't just think of them at, at all normally in that sort of setting like 30 days a night just mm-hmm. always like stuck with me too because of the setting Right. Mm-hmm. And so I like the setting in this movie is just so dreary and it like frames the atmosphere beautifully, I think, for the story, because it's like a story of isolation. Right. And like, that's how it feels here. It's like cold all the time. It's dark. And so like being a 12 year old kid who gets bullied, like he must feel so alone. And you know, his parents are divorced. His dad's like, uh, I don't want to I don't want to call him necessarily an alcoholic. But no, he's gay. He's definitely like, huh? He's gay. He's gay, right? Yeah. Oh, he's gay. Is that like his new lover? That's how I. That's really? what I thought. I, no, I never picked up on like, that. Like on the fourth time, it, it, that's his lover. Okay. That's how I read it. I wasn't sure, but that, that's. I just saw it as his drinking buddy who basically like interrupted fucking my, like dad. And uh, yeah, I have to, I never picked up on that. Wow. Was there any other subtext that kind of was mentioned? I, I think the way they exchange no? drinks okay. and it, it was almost like. Could be. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just never picked up on it. Like, and I'm not saying I'm right. It's just that's that's how I read both? it. Both. Yeah. No, I, I I think he was, but I mean, I think that he was more interested not in Oscar anymore. That that well, yeah, that I picked up on. That that it was like I'm moving on with my life. With but this. I picked up on that he was more interested in the drink. You know what I mean? Like that no. was his drinking was, buddy. Mm. I gave I, him an excuse to start drinking. I thought he was more interested into his new lover. So he I could mean, have been. I mean, it's well, not the both. first time you hear a story of like a straight man or or a bisexual man you know, being with a woman right. and having kids right. and then, you know, cheating on her with a man or something like that happening. Like, yeah, yeah. you never so saw, you never saw the mom uh, with somebody else. It definitely makes the story more complex. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd like to know if that is a thing. So that kind of brings me to a, a point that I, that I have about this movie. And it's really one of my very few objections. I don't even want to say complaints, but like objections to this movie is that I feel like, um, almost all of the secondary characters are sort of underdeveloped. Mm. Uh, there's a lot that we don't know, and there's a lot that I would like to know. And I, I would like for these characters to stand out more, even as secondary characters, and feel more unique and memorable. And there are a lot of characters that we get just a little, a little interaction with, and it's enough to kind of make us want to know them and that but then we just don't get any more so like the de- both of the parents yeah i'm curious about hakan i'd like to know hakan, more yeah. about hakan's relationship with ellie and ellie's history yeah. I would like to know and, more about. yeah and then it's that group of men that you know um you know they're out drinking the and barflies. The, yeah yeah let's call them the barflies i was looking for a good summarizing term and i couldn't come up with it so that's it the barflies you know i i'd actually like to know more about them um they kind of feel like a group of just interchangeable dudes for me and i don't i don't like to think of people as just interchangeable like every single person has an identity and i want to know like who they are and i think a lot of these things are explored in the novel that the film is based on i haven't read it but i i understand that when um the author of the novel, he wrote the screenplay as well. I understand mm-hmm. that he, yeah. um, you know, excised a lot of that stuff and really zeroed in to highlight just the relationship between Ellie and, and Oscar. And I think there may have been even more like horror elements in the novel. Yeah. And he, it sounds like he toned that down. Um, the director is not a big fan of horror or vampires. And so I think um, that a lot of stuff got work. toned down. And of course, in a I'm novel, in the film's a- benefit some of that toning down well, not of the characters but of the horror like it doesn't i feel like there's enough in there too 
how many I, times I think, have you, I think you could debate that either way. Jacqueline, but. how many times have you seen this movie? This was my third time. I actually, I was very lucky to see this movie in the theater. Oh, nice. Um, which was a great experience. And if you've never been to mm. the Enzian Theater in Maitland, Florida, get the there quick because <laughs> it's great. Um, great little independent theater. But yeah, I saw it in the theater in 2008 and I don't remember when the second time my second viewing was, but I, I, I know there was one. And then this was my third time. I, I, I thought the movie, what you're talking about, as far as like uh, ca- character development, didn't necessarily have to happen because we're dealing with 12 year old kids. So maybe that that was through their eyes or yeah, or, so it's or like, like a kid story. So the, yeah, the adults like, don't like, matter like, as much like a 12 year old. Like an it follows. You understand adults like they make mistakes, but I also felt like on on this watch that it was just because they were so rushed through like every scene, like the cat scene was just very much like this. What was the focus? It was on this, you know, I have a crush on this girl. I have a crush on this boy. And, you know, it's like every other character just played background. The mom. When when was the first time you saw her face? I was just going to say, you never really even see it. It's like Charlie Brown's mom. Well, no, you see it like probably an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's on the phone and she heard about something. Yeah, she's like exactly. yelling at him. And- you see her jaw, you know, mm-hmm. the dad you kind of see, you know, but it's like drawn back shot. I thought it was so- shot through a 12 year old boy or 12 year old. Yeah, like their perspective. Of- yeah. I see your point. It's just that in so, in some films, I don't care so much about the secondary characters because I don't feel like they were written with any with very much behind them for us to know. Sure. In this movie, I feel like everyone has a story. And again, maybe it's because it was based on a novel that they were actually written with original, you know, originally written with their own backstories and their own uh, involvements in this main story. And because we're given a little taste of that, it's intriguing to me. And so I do want to know more like, um, and I'll I'll get into this in in trivia some, but there are questions about Ellie's gender identity. And there's Mm -hmm. a scene where we see her genitalia and it looks scarred. Is she castrated? well, or so I, I, can, I can just throw this oh, trivia out here yeah, now, but I, that's her, weird. her name is originally Elias, right? Or something like that. That I don't know. Um, yeah. Again, I haven't read the novel, so I don't have all the detail, but I was reading about it. And apparently in the novel, she was originally a young boy and she was um, castrated at the time that she was turned into a vampire, but by some like. Um, vampiric nobleman like several centuries ago and so she was castrated and that's why she has a scar in the movie but we only see the scar there's never any like even uh you know oblique reference to any of like what that's about or or why it's there Mm -hmm. um and so at the time that she was cast in the movie she looked more androgynous and so the, the the director wanted to have like an androgynous looking um young girl and actually her voice in the film was dubbed with another oh, actress it was yeah because her voice was too high-pitched and they wanted to like kind of bring it down a little bit lower um did you see when she turns a little bit too she looks like a man 
more like there's this when she licks the blood in the first scene where she turns in front of him, she kind of looks like a 30 year old man for a second. There. She yes. looks, her face, her facial features look totally different than the way the actress looks. And then yeah, she reverts I, back to the younger. Yeah, stuff. I would say even older than 30, actually. I would yeah, say maybe. Like yeah, they look like it was like a five o'clock shadow on her face, too. It was like weird. Oh, that I didn't notice. But yeah, so there's there are questions about her gender identity. There, oh, something that um, she is uncomfortable. Yeah, she says it blatantly, though, is that uh, Oscar, I'm not a girl. He doesn't care. Well, but you could also read that as I'm not a girl. I'm a vampire. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and so it gets, but, 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 it's both. Like I'm, na- I'm neither. I'm, I'm a vampire. Blatantly of I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you don't have that background knowledge, I think it's it's much easier to jump to the conclusion like, oh, she's talking. Well, obviously, and then at quick glance, it looks like a girl, right? Because she doesn't have a penis. So like, right. When he does see her, and she's twelve, so she wouldn't be developed. So she would still look like you know she'd have both features a little bit. So I could see a kid like him being a little confused and not believing her right away. Anyway, he didn't care. He doesn't care because well, he, he just kinda, wants a friend. His eyes kind of yeah. widen and then he like, you know, hides behind the wall again. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he he's a little. He's he looks a little he's not supposed to be looking no, at that. No, they're actually laying in bed and she tells him that. Yeah, she no, does, that I know. I'm talking about when he sees her, her exposed genitalia. Oh, okay. kind of like his eyes get wide and he kind of hides behind the wall because he doesn't want her to see him. My, all my, my the point I'm making is just that there are things that are uh, alluded to, but then never explored. And, uh, and it's intriguing. And some of those have to, some of those things have to do with secondary characters and it's just right, it book kinda, club. It, it we we got to read the book. Yeah, it makes me more curious is all. I do think, I think what you're saying makes uh, it's a valid point. Like there, there is stuff in the film that you kind of want to, you want to, see a little bit more behind the curtain like oh what's going on with these people's history or like their backstory mm-hmm. but at the same point like you do but then the the performances are, are good enough that like they do fill that void a little bit where you're like okay we, i get what these people are servicing like they're a group of people around the neighborhood they drink so you you get what this film is telling you but at mm-hmm. the same time yeah it leaves you wanting a little bit more mainly because mm-hmm. it is, they are good characters you're kind of like oh i w- really wonder what you know what the backstory is with ellie and Hawken, like Mm-hmm. want to know like show me like some of the stuff they've been through even if it was like some mementos they were looking through in the apartment or something because you got all that stuff on the table you kind of wonder like what's the history behind some of those mm-hmm. items on the table yeah i love uh, build of the gore like throughout the movie mm-hmm. it was yeah. like slow but escalated like that mm-hmm. that pool scene at the end i love it was that not disturbing it is, and most of the well, violence takes place outside. You don't see it. No, it's, exactly. I find so, it very emotionally satisfying. Yeah, because those kids were assholes. No, they were. Absolutely, they were. They fucking like, deserved it. But, but like seeing that kid's feet getting dragged through. The, and they focus they, on his shoes right yeah, before they, that, right? You see his do. shoes like a focal point. Oh, all of so a sudden, you, you know see, that's that kid. You know it's him, yeah. Yeah, you see a head come in, and then you see the. I love that down. head dropping in. That yeah. scene where the feet get dragged, it reminded me of Jaws, that opening scene of Jaws, mm. where the girl's in the water, and you just see her the, her upper body above the surface, and then she's just like dragged in a straight line. It kind of reminded me of that. You see, she left that one kid alone, the kid who was just kind of out of it. Like, he didn't want anything to do with it. He went and sat down. 
Oh, yeah. They put his hands in. His he was just crying. Yeah. <laughs> but so I appreciated that because again, it's like it gives a little more depth and complexity. Like there's one boy in the group who doesn't really want to be doing this, and he yeah. is is All uncomfortable with like, how far this has gone. But yeah, he he took a stand at that point. He was like, "I'm I'm moving away. Like I don't yeah. want anything to do with this." And also, I love that like Oscar thinks she's gone. Right? She's left. She said, "I gotta go." And then, mm-hmm. but the fact is, she's still watching him because she cares about Oscar. Yeah, know, I don't think that's so like, clever. oh, I need a Renfield really how, badly. How yeah, strong, maybe a little bit, but right. How strong was that smile when he got up like and saw her face? He doesn't didn't, care about the what ha- what she just did, right? No, like you, his name. You he didn't see her. You yeah. saw right. him like pop up out of you the water. Eyes. He took a breath and went. She had beautiful eyes too. Like they I think were like scene. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, I think that scene is so like I said, emotionally satisfying, but also clever with the way it's done. Like what you see and what you don't see mm-hmm. uh, is just really creative and spot on. I love it. It was like the hand holding onto his head, you know, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, that the guy's head just got ripped off. So you're like, wait, his hands to that. And then you just see the hand fall into like, so we probably <laughs> shouldn't do the remake, but how did they do that in the remake? Hedgeberg? They do it very similarly. Really? If I remember the remake's pretty close to this one mm-hmm. for the most part. Almost it's like a it. good film. It doesn't add much, though. It doesn't really. There's, I don't see a need to make it. You just point people in the direction of the original. Let them watch that. Why? It's because it's subtitled. Like, I don't know. What were you going to say, Jack? Uh, so there's. I, I don't. It rubs me the wrong way when remakes like that exist, um, especially when it is a remake that is being made solely for the function of like bringing it to American audiences. People who, who don't are like to read. Yeah, like people who don't want to see a foreign film like mm-hmm. that. It really irks me because that's what it feels like too. Yeah, because it's like a, it's like pandering to audiences who can't be bothered to seek out the original and, and watch a foreign film, and B, it doesn't feel like art to me when yeah. it's so close to the original. Like movies like the Psycho remake, which is not a mm-hmm. remake of a foreign film, obviously, but um. It's like that, almost that shot for shot the exactly. same film. Yeah. It's not no, a bad but example. It's a shot for shot type it's remake. A, it's, I know, it's but remake. it was it, it was so bad. I mean, I, I that's what I'm oh, saying. The actual it's film is, all right. So like the the actual remake to this film is not like a bad film. Yeah, and if this was the it, only one you ever saw, you might like it. But I would still point you in this direction of this film first. But can you call it a work of art when it is no, so no, similar no. to the no, original? It so feels like it's it's more of a functional like commercial yeah product to bring it to american audiences it's a product at that point i mean like you didn't come up with any of the creative choices i mean i know it's not exactly the same but basically it's mostly the same so i i don't know that just rubs me the wrong way yeah i i've i've seen the remake one time and like i've seen this four times but to me aesthetically this made me feel cold when they went outside and do the rubik's cube and that's where their connection starts it was I like, love that. Oh my gosh. I was like, ooh, I so she's been alive forever, but she's never seen a Rubik's Cube. I guess because she's <laughs> not a normal kid, right? She's not a she's not out there like you, experiencing you the world. She's hiding in an apartment all the time. Right, but you cannot sleeping point in out a trunk. That mistake of, yeah. of her never seeing a Rubik's Cube. This guy like uh, puzzles though. Yeah, her her rent. Yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, with the egg. I mean, yeah, she can only I, come out at night. Like, what yeah, exactly. Is, so she can't experience see? the world the yeah. way it is right now. Also, also I had a question. Go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say? 
Oh, I was just going to say one of my trivia pieces said that it has been suggested that she's approximately 300 years old. We don't know for sure. Okay. That's what's been suggested. I mean, if she was castrated, I would assume that's pretty fucking, she's pretty old in order. That's, <laughs> that's a very archaic thing. It wasn't like 1932. Yeah, it's not something they were doing in the twenties exactly, but not here at least, but. <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. What were you going to say? No, I, I, I find like vampire lore is a little weird. Cause it's like, all right. So when she goes to the hospital, right. She walks into the lobby. She is not invited. Right. And then she goes up to his room and she has to be invited into the room. Right. But is it because when you go to a, a, a hospital, it's almost like it invites everybody. It has like sliding doors that open up and kind of just let you in. You know what I mean? It's still a building. That's the way I thought about it. I yeah. kind of thought right that. In. Did the nurse not say come in? I thought she, she, she kind of walked in, though. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I picked up wrong on it, but it was just. It always seemed odd to me. I was watching. I was like, wait a minute. She kind of just walks in there. I think I think um, the way I read it was, is that the what was that guy's name? Hawkins. Hawkins. You're familiar. Yeah, it's Hawkins. I don't know the exact pronunciation because nor I Swedish, but I'm saying Hawkins. Well, he did not welcome her in. He walked to her and then. Died. Well, yeah, and this one, yeah, he couldn't speak, so he hangs out the window for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. One last but she asked to be, she asked to be let in, is what I'm saying. Like, right, she but, but she couldn't come in because yeah. he he did he did the hand wave of like no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he walked out to her. One last feed. I'm gonna die. I still love that moment. It's it's so dark. This, it really is, man. Oh my! Kind of wish we'd watch this in the winter. Yeah, that would be a good winter film. Yeah, especially in New York. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still like that here. So <laughs> Don and I are going to be in flip flops and shorts you know that, and sunglasses. And Jacqueline, the one good thing about this weather being crappy is you know that Frankenstein jacket that I bought. I've been getting oh, a yeah. lot of use out of it. Yeah, that's I didn't awesome. Think I would be able to, but I've been. John, I don't wear flip flops even when it's nice out. You should. I'm just not. I'm not a flip flop guy. Well, you don't have to, but I'm. I can wear it out. Like if I go to the beach, but I'm not big on like just wearing them all the time. Like I don't like driving. Huh? Free the feet. Nah, I'm not a big foot guy. Seventy-five out of here. Like I just. I don't know. Like what if you got into a fight, John? What are you gonna do? You got flip flops on. Uh, taekwondo. Yeah, taekwondo is more like it. So stupid. <laughs> oh <my laughs> um, well, talking about the coldness, let, let me just speaking of fighting back. Track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me just get us back on track. I just wanted to say that aesthetically, I think this movie is so beautiful. And I think, like, yep. there's kind of a combo of the visual um, nature of it. We see a lot of snow, like the, mm-hmm. the white snow on the ground against the black sky, and then like a lot of kind of overhead lighting really illuminating the, the snow and among the trees. The opening and the ending is just like, oh, yeah. you see the snow coming down. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's cool. just like a black sky that slowly you start to see it, the snow coming. Yeah. Through. yeah. It's the same at the beginning as the end. And yeah. the end. there's cool. not a lot of jump cuts. It's like a lot of long cuts. Um, and I read that like the camera was, uh, they used very little steady cam and very little like handheld. It was just mm. like kind of long tracking shots on a dolly. Yeah that kind of make it feel calm and like um like not not frenetic or frantic a little serene or something yeah to make it feel yeah. serene like, and it's also a quiet that? movie 
Yeah. Like when he's out in the apartment complex, like I grew up in apartment complexes. So it is kind of like that sometimes, like on a snowy night when like everybody's doing something in their houses, but it's quiet outside because nobody wants to go outside. Right. And if you're out there playing, it's very quiet. It's dark. You know, there's lighting in the corners of entrances to get out of the through the parking lots. And then like, you know, the rest of the place is a little dark. And if you're in that area, like where he is kind of playing, it is. It's like very serene. And I love how she just sort of like shows up a couple of times without making noise either. Just like because she's a vampire, right? You just she's just there behind him. Mm-hmm. I was you know, like trivia on the actress that played Ellie. Um, man, she she, <laughs> she was out in the cold a lot. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. No jackets. I mean, ugh. yeah, so, I mean, I don't know anything specifically about, about child that. labor. It seems brutal. I mean, I, she, she was out there a pickle. lot because she was talking like she had a lot of dialogue. Yeah. And then, yeah, put her in a uh, tent or a whatever. They might have had certain. Then they shoot a scene, then they get a jacket on her and bring her in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure know. it was like yeah. short, short periods of filming. I would, I would imagine. And it does look like it's on location with real snow too. I, I will say, like, it does. None of it, none of it looked like fake snow or. No. Um, it definitely also, like- just a side note. I got a little bit of a rant. Can we get this fucking kid a tissue? 90 percent of the movie there's fucking snot coming out of this kid's nose (laughs) like he doesn't even fucking care he's not wiping on his sleeve and nothing he didn't lick it nothing none of it it's just like hanging off his lip (laughs) my my last get it it's cold bro like he's got like snot all over all the time coming out of his nose bro Okay, but New Yorker, tell us from your experience, like when it's really cold outside. Yes, yeah, not comes lot, out like, of your nose, but you're also it, talking like, to a girl that you're interested in. Wipe your yeah, nose, but, but you can't. I mean, well, like, hold on. you can't be wiping your nose like twenty four seven. Jacqueline, I'm gonna agree with Hydra. How about how about twenty four? He's like, inside in his or twenty three. Like, wipe your nose a little nose. bit. I was trying to defend the kid, but it's always whatever. he's got more snot than fucking Blair Witch for Christ's sake. Let's go, come on. You're right. There is more snot, more by snot way, than Blair Witch. That should be like way, a little. She's star outside. Yeah, that, she's they should outside. Put that yeah, he's inside, and he's like, he's still got snot in the inside. Yes, you're right. And even in his bedroom, snot's coming out of his nose. True. He's so mad about the snot. I thought it was funny, but I guess it's. I not. do think it's. I just look. I get it. Like, it's very cold. I've never been to. Uh, you know, I'm, I've never been to Sweden, so. Everybody missed my joke. Bad. I'm kind of sad. It is bad. That is the trash bag from Terrifier. Wait, what was your joke? I'm sorry. I said I thought it was funny, but I guess it's not. Oh, wow. Oh, you're a mom. But that was a great dad joke. <laughs> anyway, great, sorry, I had to. That was a great host joke. I'm, I'm thinking like Jethro Tell, like snot was running down his nose. <laughs> was this not as bad as the I mean, bag from Terrifier? I think it does sort of make the character endearing, too, because you're like, come on, kid, like wipe your face. Like you're a mess. You need well, a friend. No, I agree. He's very endearing. He's so he innocent. He's he so is. innocent and helpless and kind of pathetic. And Oscar was an awesome character throughout the awesome. movie. Yeah, he was. And I like when no he fights problem. back with the bullies and oh, smacks that kid with the fucking stick. I don't care how bad you he hurt that kid. One there. time, he had it coming, man. He yeah, had it he, coming. He did it one time. He's gonna push you in an ice in a off the ice into the water where you could die. Yep. You have every right to punch That's fucked up. Yeah, no, I'm glad he hit him. That was a, I like the way like that a, scene plays out, too, because it's like the and the brother comes him. up and drowns him. No, yeah, you're standing exactly. for so three we see minutes. where it comes like where the, the bullying comes from the family, like his brother bullies him as well. And then he now he's passing it down to Oscar because he can, you know. Right. But uh, even I love the way that scene plays out, too, in the ice, because like they're playing in the ice and you're like, 
you're dealing with Oscar fighting back and the teacher doesn't even realize what's going on. But, you know, as the audience, like that dead body's out here, too. And then they find that, too. So it's like imagine being the teacher that day. Like they found a dead body. Wait, Oscar just split this kid's ear in half. Like, holy crap. I, I need a day off. <laughs> and, then, and then the same teacher is the one in the pool at the end who's like that's oh fuck, true, a yeah, fire yeah, and then is. he comes back to like dismembered kids in the pool thankfully like, that yeah thankfully that nothing happened to that guy because he was a decent enough dude he wasn't like the the shitty gym teacher cliche i'm pretty like, sure he was, he's retiring he was, after that day yeah like he was actually trying to help i uh oscar like bulk up a little bit you know yeah. with the working I'm surprised out he wasn't smoking a cigarette going oh yeah push it up one more kid push it up he didn't even talk down to him like why do you want to work out you're a puny like little kid like he was all like yeah okay no, he actually did, i'll make you strong he actually did strong. He, he's like no maybe you should do more days like because <laughs> oscar came in uh it was like the strength training or something mm-hmm. like that and it was like oscar goes yeah i want to i, I want to do this okay i'll do it for uh what was it 30 days or something like that and then he goes you could use more. Well, yeah, he's just saying, like, I know from experience, like, you need a little bit more time to bulk up, buddy. You're right. a little thin little dude. Um, I don't know what the budget was on this film, but I do feel like other than the cats, I, a lot of the effects are subtle, but I think they're pretty good. Like um, when 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 he brings her to like the big kid hangout mm-hmm. and um, she licks the blood off the floor be- right before that, when the lights are off, you see her eyes glow a little bit. Yeah, just a faint little bit. And then when the lights go on, you see them. They're like cat eyes almost. They're like, yeah, they have like a different shape to them. And then they go back. They revert back to normal pupils. And it's very subtle. But I picked up on it this time. And I was just like, that was a cool little effect. Like it it didn't it wasn't like, hey, look at us. We're doing effects. But it was just enough if you were looking. However, you started that off with the cat effect. Well, yeah, that was the cats were CG when they attack. I love the moment where she's climbing up the side of the building. It's like, yeah. it's, it's not like the most, it's not like in the foreground. It's like you, you might miss it if you're not paying attention Spider uh, and it's totally Spider silent. Bang. So there's no like dramatic music to tell you, Hey, something weird is happening, but it's just like a, a quiet moment of something a little odd. That's- I think the sound design is really good in this film too. Yeah. yeah I was going to say that too. When I was talking about like the, the look of it, but like the quietness and the way sound is used, I thought is she was in the foreground a lot. Like when the you like when she comes out in the into the courtyard, like you don't all you hear is there's a door that opens, you hear it somewhere, and then she's there. Or like when the first time we see Hawken drain the blood of that guy, like the noise the blood makes from that guy's throat, like is really gross. Mm-hmm. It's like a it is, chunky yeah. noise to it when it first yeah. opens, and then like you hear it like pooling into the fucking um container, and it's just like wow, it's really and the shot of it was beautiful too because it oh, was yeah. like real blood. I mean, you're like, oh shit, that's fucked up. So Hyderberg, I read when I was researching trivia that um, to create some of the sound effects, like the sound effect of biting into flesh, people bit into sausages oh. to create that sound. And then the drinking blood sound effects was people Were drinking they blood yolk. <laughs> I I hope so. It only <laughs> seems seems that would Were be they the drinking only yogurt. Part. Correct choice. Yeah. Um, drinking yogurt, like slurping up yogurt. Huh. So it sound like thicker, you know, and kind of yeah. more of a slurping. There was sound, like a thickness to the sound design. I could it was. Hear it. Yeah. yeah. So that that kind of made me go like, oh yeah, that is that is what that sounds like. What did you guys <laughs> think of the score? I liked it. I did I honestly didn't really notice it very much, to be honest. Well, with I th- you. I think that's the good thing about it though. Like it didn't 
detract thought, from any of the scenes. Yeah, I thought like every score that they had was an emotional score or like eye tension score. Uh-huh. The, the way it felt was, oh man, this is like an emotional, uh, you know, uh, teenage drama or whatever it was. And then it escalated. Like <laughs> when the yeah. kills happen, you're like, damn. And even at the very end, like when they're on the on the train and they're doing their little um uh, thing. Morse code, yeah, I love that. I mean, the score of it was perfect. I thought so too. It was very it was just kind of this romantic thing, but you gotta read into the movie or see it a couple of times and go like, Yeah, this guy's the next victim, maybe. Yeah. He's gonna live, you know, he wants to be with her. I don't think I, he's we, gonna be the next at some though. point. He'll get old though, and he might get tired of like we haven't seen the the dirty side of it, right? Like he's gonna have to kill for her, right? He's yeah. a young kid. Like we but, don't know what that's gonna but, be like. Jacqueline, you said this gal could have been three hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not gonna be with an old guy. <laughs> I mean, this is the life she has. It's unfortunate, like, but I do, yes. I do feel like she cares about Oscar. I don't, never you felt like feel, she's using him. You feel for you feel for Ellie. But some guy's following you around and he's getting maybe a little out of his mind. He can't kill for you. No, no. I mean, he's going to there's going to come a day that he can't. But I don't know if she would. I don't know if she would. I like. I feel like she killed Hawkeye. Like you guys said, I, um, I, I don't I don't feel like it. He he offered himself to her mm-hmm. as food because he was already like he'd messed up. She was hungry yeah. and he had burned his face. And he was like, I mean, what kind of life did he have ahead of him anyway? Well, he um, I don't think she would have necessarily killed him on her own no. without. Well, so him he offering. doesn't want to turn. She knows that. So she yeah. killed him. So he doesn't turn. I don't think she was being malicious about it. I think it was that she saw this. <laughs> He offered himself to her. I agree with right. So, like, for me, it was more like, you know, the circle of life, I guess. That what? Cycle of life. Once yeah. he offered himself to her to feed, he knew he was signing that, you know, contract, basically. Like, he knew what was going to happen. He knew that she, he doesn't want to turn, and he's going to have to die after that. Like Jacqueline said, he burned his face with probably hopes of dying anyway. Mm-hmm. But is Oscar going to be that next guy? So my point is, the point yeah. coming back around to that. My point was, I don't think she's going to kill him. I think no. that he's just no. going to have to like kind of end like his life or like when he's even if he's not about to die, like there's going to come a point where he's not physically able to kill for her she, anymore. She, and I think she's going to have to just like move on. Right. She pulled him like offered him uh, uh, offered himself to her like mm-hmm. as one last feed. And she pulled him. Mm hmm. I'm just saying, I don't think that that's necessarily Oscar's fate. No. I mean, yeah, at some point, he's going to get too old to do the job. If if she's been alive for 300 years and this is the guy. Let's say he has a a moment of conscience where he's like, I can't kill for you. I don't know how to do this. I don't think she's going to be like, well, then I'm going to kill you. No, I think she'll she'll let him go. Or like when he's unable to at some point, she'll just move on. I don't think she'll kill him. I get that. But I mean, this guy stayed like the, the the one point in the movie where it's like she touched his face and he's just like he looks so in love with her. Well, yeah, because they've spent like, like, like sixty years together. It's right, like like he was twelve years old and just be like, 
this is who I fell in love with. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep doing this. So Austin, I mean, it's a not, weird relationship, he's, but he's not going to fall for this. He's not going to have the same fate. Eventually, well, very, not, not, not getting his face burned or whatever. He he might have a similar fate, but that is the fate that he's chosen. So true. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Because he takes all the money, they go on the train. She's in a box, and they're doing their little Morse code. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the friendship between them is so genuine in this film. Though, right? I, I agree. It's, if it wasn't there, this would just be another vampire film. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and I definitely wouldn't remember it as much as I do. Yep. Do you guys feel that the relate the, the love between them is more platonic or romantic? It's mostly platonic. I feel like it, like they, I, I know that Oscar thinks it should be romantic because he's 12 year old boy. And he's just like, do you want to go steady? But he doesn't even know what steady is. Right. Like yeah. he's 12. And then she's like, I'm not a, bo- I'm not a girl. Like, and he's like, I, I don't know what that means. Like, it doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, okay, but, but yeah, I but you still want to go steady. Like, cause he <laughs> just wonderful- wants, he wants a compa- he wants companionship. He yeah. has nobody. There was that wonderful scene of where she reaches for his hand and just grabs his hand of like, like, okay, yes, I'm in. And she's her, his protector. You know what I mean? Like she's right. shown that, like she cares mm-hmm. about him. She's protected him from all the things that, that bothered him in life before she showed up. Right. Like mm-hmm. he was miserable. To the point where he was thinking about stabbing a bully. You know what I mean? Like he was Mm so. I don't know. He didn't have that father figure. Really, that was teaching him stuff about being a man or like whatever. Like you might normally pick up from your dad. He didn't see his dad a lot. So let's let's bring that up again. Um, How did he find that pole? Like all of a sudden, there's like kicking through the snow. Oh, wait, there's a pole. Uh, They were doing uh, snow stuff. That was one of their tools. Okay. All right. Snow stuff. Snow stuff tool. It's like yeah, it's like a fucking ski (laughs) pole or whatever. Like that's what I took it as. I don't know. Yeah. Or it could have been like uh, I don't know, John. You're getting really hung up on these these little details. I didn't even notice that. I guess that's what happens when you watch it four times. But (laughs) maybe it was like I don't know. There's like open ice, right? Like uh, maybe it was part of a barrier to like keep people from falling in or something like that. I don't know. I didn't really focus on it. It He's out there by himself, though. Like he, he, he was out there with the class. Okay, so he found the pole that like original Renfield was poking the body. There. Okay, what well, was okay? That was the exact same pole. Yeah, it was orange. Yeah. Hmm. So he found it, and then I don't know. Just it made no sense to me. It didn't. It didn't bother me. I, again, you've never been just walking through the woods and seen like a fucking piece of garbage. How did this get here? Oh my he god! They were ever to write invest- a movie about this thing. An this would be a plot hole right here. <laughs> Are the palm trees in Hattonfield, Illinois? Would you say that the hole in the ice was the literal plot hole of this movie? <laughs> I didn't say that. I, <laughs> I did not say that. Hyderberg, let him have his trash bag moment. I guess. Yeah. Go, well, if you're gonna rant about it, get a little bit more excited. Come on. Yeah. Follow Hyderberg's lead. It. Tell us why you're mad, John. Tap into the rage. Yeah. Actually, tap into it. Uh, I love the the hit of that, though, because the kid went down. You didn't see it. And then all of a sudden he screamed. And then you saw his ears. Yeah, he hit him pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to believe that he lost his hearing, possibly, or. No. 
I don't think you would lose your hearing just from having your ear split like like that. No, especially I mean it was covered, right? So as it's healing, he probably can't hear as well. So kids made fun of him, but I I thought it was the blood. I thought it was the gore of it. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it looked painful. I mean, yeah, it did because it, it was like you heard the smack. You saw him go down. It got quiet, and then you heard this scream in the background, and then all everybody came up. And he's just like, oh, my gosh. And then you saw the gore of, like, his ear split open. That that was pretty rad. There's something so, like, I don't know if entertaining is the right word, but amusing, I guess, when somebody who has been constantly bullying or inflicting pain or something on somebody else, then they get it back. And then all of a sudden they become these sniveling, pathetic babies. And like, (laughs) you hit me. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, bro. Take your own medicine, bitch. Been hit like, me for fucking eighteen months, like, like. Yeah, it's just I find it amusing. It's like, yeah, oh, no, absolutely, not, not so tough now, are you? Like, look, I don't condone violence necessarily. To like, no. you know, if you, if there's a way out of it that's not violent, fine. But every once in a while, yeah, you got to stand up for yourself. You have to fight and, back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, circling back real quick, I just wanted to mention one thing about the relationship between Ellie and Oscar. And we we're talking about like, is it platonic or romantic? I agree with you, Hydraberg. I think it's like mostly platonic and Oscar, you know, he's 12. He's like, Oh, you want to be my girlfriend? But like, he doesn't know. Um, but uh, I mean, I sort of was unable to forget throughout the whole story that Ellie is in a girl's body, but like, she is like, she is not of a child's mind. Like she is old enough. I mean, at least, you know, a couple of centuries, like her, her like mental capacities are, are like grown. Right. And so it's like, it's not a child to child relationship in my mind, the way that I, that I watch it. And it's like, uh, I guess like occasionally there are moments where like, I, I guess I sort of forgot that and it, and I felt like I was watching two children, but most of the time it's like, I, I couldn't help but remember that on the inside vampire or not like on the inside she is not a child right she does act a little bit like his age though it's weird like she doesn't walk about like she has the knowledge of 300 years you know what i mean like mm-hmm. she doesn't definitely i don't know maybe she just doesn't show off you know that she's like mm-hmm. oh look at me i've been alive 300 years like i wonder in this world if when you become a vampire if you do sort of stay at that age as far as mentality also well that's but- an interesting point well, what about you don't, you don't develop physically, about, so maybe mentally her? you wouldn't develop as much either. But would you not still develop wisdom after just having well, yeah, been just alive the knowledge, and yeah. seen so much? The memories of okay. just experiencing the world. Let's go back to be vampires being bad guys, right? So, so she lets this other guy go. Is she not manipulating Oscar to become her new? I don't think so, because she was trying to leave. Yeah, she, like like no, so she she's trying to. It's not like she was grooming him the whole movie because she says in the beginning, "We're not going to be friends. We can't be friends." So she had her own familiar at that point. It's not like she was like, "Oh, I'm going to groom this young kid." I get that, but then all of a sudden she comes back for him because her. It is a symbiotic relationship in a sense. Like I get that, you know, yeah, and that's just the, the nature gone, of that man. relationship. But it never felt like yeah. But even though even when her familiar died, it never felt like oh well, I'll just take Oscar. Like well, she, it never seemed yeah, like she changed focus. She kept the same mentality with him, like the way she re- reacted to him and stuff. It's never like she. Yeah, I felt that 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 Oscar was her new familiar. Um, 
you saw this box, right? And she's she's trying to keep him interested. There was a purse though sitting on top of the box with all oh, the, the red the red bag. Yeah. With what inside? I I, I don't know. Did you say money? I was guessing. Oh. Maybe it might have been their spending cash. Yeah. Because I never got a sense that like uh, Hawken was out there looking for jobs. <laughs> yeah. Once they moved. Right. Well, I mean, how would you get a, in an apartment? You know, well, they had like, that Fabergé egg or whatever the fuck that thing was. Yeah, I don't know what it was, that was enough but... money to buy a nuclear power plant. Like <laughs> what it was. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Like, that's a weird comparison to make. It really is. Like, guess how much I spent. It's like something on this... like Russians would say, like, oh, yeah, this is enough to buy a nuclear power plant. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird, weird thing to say, but yeah. All right. Well, yeah, because Chernobyl just happened recently. No, I'm like... just saying what's going on. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other camera. That's the world out there, bro. It's happening. Um, are we ready to give our ratings on this film? Yeah, or we can do it. You bet. Major points. Okay. Hydroberg. You go first, my man. Okay, I will go first. Um, I we've touched on it, but I, I think the cinematography, man, in this film is it, none of it like like none of it jumps out at you like, oh, my God, because everything's at night mostly. But the scenes are all just framed and shot so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And the mix of like the natural lighting, it seems, and the snow it doesn't seem like fake snow. I never seen like a sound stage. It just all seems like really good. Um, the score too just really complements all the scenes. I felt like it never takes you out of the film. Um, I just think I, I just love also like I think it's a fantastic take on the vampire genre. Like it's a subgenre that's oversaturated, like like crazy, almost as much as zombies. But when done really good. I think vampires are really interesting and there's a lot of lore to draw from. And I think this film uses that a decent amount without ever like throwing in your face. Like, Oh yeah, you know this about vampires. Like it's, it, it assumes, you know, stuff about vampires without ever teaching you new stuff. Like it's just like, Hey, you know that they can't come into people's houses without being invited. And that is the whole you know premise of the film. And then it's got the double meaning of like letting people into your life too. So I think that's really interesting. Um, I'm really interested actually in possibly reading the novel. I don't, it does sound like a good read. Um, if it, if this movie is any uh, example of like how good the writing is, I would definitely be intrigued because he did the screenplay too. So mm-hmm. um, I also think it's a, the, the, the gore is like, it's like a realistic take on gore that I really like, you know, it's never like, Hey, look at us. This is the gory part of the film. It's like, yeah, this is gore, but it's almost so realistic that it's like, oh, God, you kind of don't want to look at it. You're like, oh, fuck, she just twisted that guy's head around and it looks pretty good. Like, or the acid on the face just never felt like so grotesque. It was like enough where it was like you could still see the human side of his face. And like the the drama in that scene was never lost because of the gore. So mm-hmm. I felt like it was all done really well. And then when the woman, when Virginia goes on fire, holy shit, that's one of the most memorable scenes to me in this movie. And yes, it's followed before that. It's followed by the, I mean, it's, it's uh before that is the the cat scene which is kind of crazy <laughs> i still love that cat scene i think it's i've never seen that in a film before cats just attack a lady and she runs out of the apartment i think that's hilarious <laughs> i love uh, it. yeah i was hoping that she like fell off the balcony instead <laughs> ah! and all the cats landed because they can land when they fall so they're fine 
No cats were harmed in the making of this film. No, they were not because they were all CGI. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they were. Uh, well, they were CGI for that scene. The, the cats that were being petted and stuff. Those are real. Yeah. Um, some yes, of them were but, stuffed, actually. There were stuffed cats involved. Really? Oh, so those cats were definitely harmed at some point. <laughs> well, yeah. Naturally Only, harmed. No real cats were harmed. Yeah. Um, so I like I honestly, like Jacqueline said, I don't have many cons for this film. Like I I tried to think about what I don't like. There's not much I don't like about this film. I you know, like some people might say, Oh, I don't like to read. Oh god, like subtitle, but it's like even the subtitles were well done. You know what I mean? They didn't they they were placed perfectly like when I watched it and they never felt like I was doing two things at once. Like I could see the drama and take in the scene at the same time and read and understand what what was going on perfectly. So um, uh, the only real con I had was like what you said earlier, Jacqueline, like I wouldn't have minded to learn more about Ellie's history and possibly more about like her relationship with Hawken just a little bit like you don't have to show me a flashback, but just something, maybe some memorabilia or something from their past like. Um, and like, I could see like the secondary characters not being fully fleshed out, but at the same time, like they're well acted enough that like you get what purpose they're serving. And like the fact that the parents aren't like portrayed that much, but like John, you said, it's a kid's film. Like it's more about the kids and their point of view. So yeah, the adults don't matter as much. They're in the background. Um, so yeah, that's my only critique really. So with that said, I'm going to give Let the Right One In 9.5 out of 10 Rubik's Cubes. Whoa. Whoa. I really like this movie. Yeah. And as far as vampire films go, I think it's up there, man. Mm. All right. John, what's your take? Oh, my turn. Oh, God. Heidelberg, everything you said was on point. I actually did love the cat scene. Because it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was just funny to see them jumping on her. Like, oh my god, time. they um, were biting her ankles. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they were. They followed it up with like her asking to have the the blinds open so she can burst into flames, which was hereditary style. And I love that burning scene. Oh my god. Um. And the nurse gets it too. Yeah. Oh, she did. Oh, I didn't notice. I was so focused on the flame. I don't. Maybe that's the remake. I don't remember. I might. Yeah, I, did, I thought yeah, the, the hospital. There's like a no, person on. on each side of the no. shot, like there just kind of staring. There. there was a male. Yeah, it was the remake that the, that the nurse gets it. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I watched so, them both today. So the woman got it. There's a male nurse in there. He's like, "What's going yeah, on?" Yeah, the woman gets it in the remake. Okay. Um. Ah, geez, there's not a lot to complain about this. Um, wow. Uh, that scene, the... I love this movie. I actually love this movie. Uh, not a lot to complain about. I'm going to let Jacqueline have it, but I'm going to give it also a 9.5 out of 10. Mm. Whoa. What was it? Rubik's Cubes. Rubik's Cubes. I was going to go with something like, oh, decapitated heads or something like, no, but the Rubik's Cube is such a focal point, I feel like, in this film. So, no, I mean, the cat scene actually was fun for me. Uh, Maybe I should have given it a 9.5 out of 10 uh, crazy cats. (laughs) No, we're sticking. There's enough crazy cats around here. You too. Tickets. 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 Oh, you crazy cats. Mm. That's going to be every review now. Tickets. Tickets. (laughs) 
All right, Jacqueline, go. All right. Um, yeah, I think this is, I think this film is like a piece of art. Um, I think it's just beautiful in almost all of its creative choices. I think the performances by the two lead characters are just pristine, like perfect. Um, as I've already mentioned, I I don't love that there that there's not a whole lot of development a, a lot of development outside of the two main characters, especially when there are specific things alluded to, but then never explained, like the scarring on her genitalia. Um, it's like that's a very specific thing to like never come back to or explain. Like why is that there? Um, it's, Tough it's conversation some- to have too. It is, but it's like it's and it's something that the audience would have no way of deducing. It's not like there are clues to it or something. It's not like, oh, I bet it's this. It's like, I, I doubt anybody out there would be like, oh, I bet she's probably a boy who is castrated. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Um, so it's like an interesting thing. I want that stuff there, but I just kind of wish it were more fleshed out. Maybe they kind of were relying on people having read the novel. I don't know, but um so yeah that that was like really my main complaint i also will say like to be honest i find the the pacing to be a little slow like it's a very kind of it is quiet slow movie and that's not necessarily a bad thing but i think for somebody who has never seen this movie before i feel like if you're going to recommend it to somebody you have to like have appropriate expectations and you have to know what that person wants like if somebody wants like an all-out horror film that's like fast-paced and super engaging every moment from death till dawn this is not right exactly um like you have to know you kind of have to know what you're or if you're choosing it just randomly i think you kind of have to like have some idea what you're what you're in for i think this is a great movie for people who don't like horror movies or people who don't like vampire movies Mm -hmm. guess who really likes this movie Joey. Joey, yes. Nice. So he really we're drawing them in slowly. I well, we're getting them. Oh no, that's a little not. too optimistic. No, but... we are. Fourth host of the show, Joey. <laughs> I've asked him. I'm like, do you want to come on the show sometime? Forward. And he's like, I'll come on and shit all over. Yeah, I'm afraid <laughs> like... We're gonna lose viewership if we fucking get Joey on here, just because of uh, shit on everything. Shit <laughs> on everything. Especially um, what we're gonna talk about next week. What's next week? Well, wait, let's wait. We're not there yet. um, So like last week I was watching whatever happened to Baby Jane and he was on the couch reading. And before going to bed, he looked at me and he was like, did you pick this film? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Why? And he goes, because it sucks. (laughs) I was like, geez. It's a film film. Like that is a film. He's like, it just seems like it's really bad. And I'm like, just go to bed. Get on out of here. So... (laughs) I do think you're right, though. This film, you don't is, know. this is more of a film, you know, I mean, where, yeah, you know, they, it's a filmy film, film movie, like, I don't know, whatever, the same thing, but it's yeah, a filmy film. Artsy. Yeah. If you like art house type films, yeah. this is probably for you, even if you don't consider yourself a horror fan. Um, it is slow. It's not action packed. Um, but yeah, this I think movie? it's a good film. What? Yeah. You're talking about this movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Continue. Do you think it's action packed? 
not action packed when there is stuff oh, that God happens. Damn, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying nothing happens, but it's just it's 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 a quiet little film, I think. Um, so yeah, uh, to be honest, it's not one that I want to watch like all the time. Like if I had just seen it last year, like you, Hydroberg, I would not be ready for a rewatch of it now. Um, it's like I don't know. It's just it's. I think it's wonderful. I think it's like really well done. Um, it's very beautiful. It's just it has a gorgeous aesthetic, and it. I think it has it. It has the power to draw people in because of its focus on the relationships and its kind of secondary concern with mm-hmm. gore and horror and vampires. Like I said, I feel like those are just kind of trappings of the story. It's not what the story's about. Um, so it's a great film. I would recommend it to a lot of people. It's not like a constant or yearly watch for me. No. I will give this film seven out of 10 Rubik's Cubes. Whoa. That's a good score. That's all right. No, You're that's right. excellent. It's <laughs> above. Seven's all right. That's a I solid buck. Expect- that's a solid buck. It, it is, yeah. You could do a lot with seven. Not the best in your life, but yes. I mean, it's no Idris Elba, but it's uh, it's it is no Idris Elba. Oh, Idris! At least the Bill Mosley then, or Bill Mosley <laughs> singing songs. I can't hey, wait to hey. watch the dishes tonight, John. I just love your Bill Mosley "Hey Baby" impersonation. Hey, baby. He's totally listening to this right now, and will be so yeah. flattered. Who knows who's listening? People that I didn't expect to listen have listened before. So. Dragula. All right. The well, director of, responded to a couple of my tweets. Yeah. Bill? The director of Blame Society listened to our episode, so who knows? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Bill, if you're listening, just know I love you. You have a special place yeah. in my heart, and I will watch you and appreciate you in anything. And you might be one of Jacqueline's whole passes in the future. <laughs> yeah. I think he's very happily married. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is, absolutely. But Bill Mosley, think about Jacqueline. Listen, okay. goodness, I didn't hey. know Barry White was going to be on the show. I'm Bill Mosley, and welcome to Quiet Storm. Yeah, baby. Okay, John was on the radio. I think things <laughs> are a little out of hand. Uh, would you guys like to hear some trivia? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Please. Lay it on me. Okay, I kind of threw I gotta shut several. The up. I got to shut. <laughs> you know, I get it. You guys are having fun, but you know, the time for fun is over, and now it's time for trivia. God damn it! Yeah, let's get back to work, John. <laughs> We're working She's hard. Our host. Here. Uh, okay so let's see here oh so this is uncomfortable let's get it out of the way uh yeah well we gotta say genitalia no (laughs) wow okay is that what you were gonna say say that i said no he he said i did i was not going to shout genitalia into the no i figured you were gonna speak about about that subject so yeah Yeah, so let's talk um, about genitalia Oh my God! John, don't do that, please. You, you gotta stop. <laughs> it's over. It's over, John. Yeah. Uh, so, as we already mentioned, many of the minor characters uh, from the book were removed from the film, as were some um, events from the book. In particular, many aspects of the character Hawken, including him being a pedophile, yes. were toned down, and oh. his relationship with Ellie was mostly left open to interpretation. The director, uh, Thomas Alfredson, felt that the film could not deal with such a serious theme as pedophilia in a satisfying manner, and that this element would detract from the story of the children and their relationship. I am Smart so choice. glad he made that choice. If that I had been part of this movie, 
Like I could Sorry. see why that could be a thing in this in the story, like how a man like that could be lured into taking care of a vampire because he's a pedophile. Like I get that, but it's still like it's pretty gross. And the, if the film doesn't have enough time to even like touch on that properly, like there's no way to really like convey that in a if good way. Yeah, if you're gonna put that in a film, I feel like the film has to be about that. Yeah. And there's not much room for much else. And so if that had been in this film, whether it had been focused on or just alluded to and then like left alone, I, I would not have liked this film at all. I, yeah. it, it would have been a, a, it was a smart choice. to leave yeah. it in. I think that was a great choice. Um, the scene where Ellie shows Oscar what happens when she comes into a room without being invited Um the director was initially nervous about it and kind of didn't want to do it. And, but he left it in and then he realized in post-production that the sound effects and score that had been added to it were, he said, made it American in a bad way. I guess it was like kind of the, the usual, like um, kind of scary, like, Ooh, something really scary is happening. And so he had that removed. So it, I think it's just silence. When that happens, there's no music performance. Happening. I feel like she's shaking a little bit and you can see yeah. like something's wrong. Yeah. And so um, he that was another creative choice that I think really paid off um, for it to just be silent, that you can focus on her and her like what she's experiencing and then Oscar's reaction to it. That uh, was I just a, think it's mm-hmm. yeah, it was a beautifully shot scene because yeah. like the way she like kind of like rolls her eyes up and then puts her head down. What I love, too, is like you see the bloodletting like almost coming out of her shirt before you see it coming out of the eyes and the ears and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I thought it was a beautifully shot scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just think it's funny that he said that the the original music that was in that scene made it American in a bad way. And I knew exactly (laughs) what he meant without even hearing it. It's a foreign film and it's better in that for that reason. Like this is a good film. Mm hmm. Um. One interesting thing in the casting was that the director, he wanted the two children to be like mirror images of each other, that like she's everything that he's not. She's strong. He's mm-hmm. not. She's she's like she kind of like has dark features and he's very, very pale yeah. and blonde. Um, she's, she's a girl. A vampire, the, he's the, a human. Yeah, vampire human. <laughs> the actress is a girl. He's a boy. He, he wanted them to just be um, like two sides of the same coin. Okay. Um, boys have a vagina. Thank you, kindergarten (laughs) cop. Um, (laughs) some interesting reviews on this, like some interesting comments that I wanted to kind of ask your your opinion on, both of you guys. Uh, one critic, one Swedish critic, said that this movie gives the vampire story back something it had been missing for a long time the ability to really frighten us. Do you guys think this is a frightening film? Um, I mean, there are like so like the pool scenes pretty frightening mm-hmm. or the fact that the vampire doing all this is like a 12 year old girl, at least in her form is like pretty frightening. Mm. I thought, um, yeah, I thought the scares were fine, but I think, no, this is this is more of a like for me, it was a love story. I do think the scenes with Hawkin doing his thing is sort of serial killer, sort of scary. Mm-hmm. So I could see those being a little bit frightening in a sense, uh, not in your typical like vampire sense, but yeah, like him going out all the time and doing this, like his little kit, when he puts that little kit together, 
that shit is kind of scary. Like just mm-hmm. creepy. The mm-hmm. fact that he has this little kit with all this stuff that he cleans out and puts together. And like, just to think of them carrying us around and he takes it out with him and kills these people. Like, I don't know. That is sort of creepy, but that, that was the thought I got was, is that, uh, <clears throat> you know, he's doing her bidding and then all of a sudden Oscar becomes her new. What's the guy's name? Helper. Hawkins Renfield? is his name. Yeah. Hawkins. I just call him a familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just I, I took notice of that particular review because I, I don't find it frightening. I just don't think of it at all as like a, a fright film. I mean, it's dark. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't like it didn't it didn't make me feel frightened at any point in the film. I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about that. No, I, I, I don't I, know many films that make me feel frightened, to be honest, like at this point in my life. Like, yeah, I love the pool scene, though. That was really good. I I love it too. I shot. I love the shot outside of everybody dead and that one little blonde kid hiding his face. That Mm. was like like, it was so effective to me. It was just like you saw the head fall and you saw the arm fall off, and Oscar got up and smiled. But like the shot afterwards, where everybody was dead, carnage, yeah. There's a good chance that kid didn't see any of it because he had his hand in his his head right. in his hand the whole time. Right. Like like he was the innocent or something like that. It, it was just like it was beautifully shot, like just almost like a you know a CC whatever they call it in a pool area, and all these people are dead. And this guy's this kid. Oh, yeah. oh my god. It's not overly frightening, but if like I showed this to like my mom, if she was still around, like she might be a little frightened, but she was like a scary cat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I think I think people like us not being frightened of films is probably because we're so jaded, jaded and like overexposed (laughs) to these films. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if I try to put myself in the position of somebody who doesn't really watch horror films, I don't know that I would find it. very. If you're scared of cats. Holy shit. This is a fucking scary (laughs) film. (laughs) I actually met a woman that was scared of cats when I was on my uh, the route on Boar's Head. Right. I went into like a convenience store, this like Korean convenience store, and there was a woman who walked in and they have a cat in the store. A lot of these stores have cats to take care of like mice and rats. Mm, mm-hmm. And so they all have like a cat that they keep in the store. That's and adorable. It was like this little kitten that was adorable. And she was deathly afraid of this fucking thing. Like I have wow. I've never seen someone with a cat phobia before. Like she was like, uh, uh, like trying to avoid it, like holding like clinging to the wall to walk around us and i was just i've never seen a, a person get like that around a cat maybe she just has really bad allergies so yeah she's really afraid of yeah powers. i don't know maybe. maybe i don't know but yeah like, so like that scene <clears throat> cgi or not probably would have scared the shit out of this one <laughs> <laughs> so do not recommend for that lady no. uh, a reviewer with entertainment weekly gave the movie a c and said that it was it had a few creepy images, but very little holding them together. I could not disagree more. So the excellent drama and acting is not what holds this film together. Like what? A poignant fucking yeah. coming of age story mixed with a vampire tale is not enough to fucking keep you enthused. Like, come on. Two nine point five on you. Seven. I mean, come on. Mm, I just I just I don't know what movie they saw. Yeah, I feel like that person just didn't get it. Maybe that's a person who was expecting like balls to the wall horror and was they like, watch oh, there's remake. nothing. Yeah, baby. I just also don't, John, stop. I don't also don't like reviews. I don't know, like critiques. A lot of these times they, they, they assign somebody a film and this person doesn't like these types of films. Right. But they have exactly. to review this movie. 
So they poo poo on it no matter what, because they just don't like these kinds of films. Exactly. Like there are certain people like it's like someone who doesn't like Marvel films or superhero films. And then like, hey, go review review one of these new superhero films. You're going to shit on it no matter what, because you just don't like that kind of genre. Right. right? Yeah. Like there are people whose opinions I value on this kind of thing and people whose opinions I don't value. And so somebody who's not like, yeah, give your honest opinion, but also try and put yourself in the shoes of people that do enjoy these films. So you can say, I understand there's merit to this film because if you enjoy this, like you're going to get something out of it. But for right. me, my opinion is I didn't enjoy this. So Heidelberg, I've seen this movie four times and I, I've tried to find a reason not to like it, but I've liked it more each and every time. Yeah, the it. second time was just as good. Just like I, that's it why was. I, said, I mean, it was just like like like. What is not to like about this movie? Because the core of the movie itself doesn't change. Like it's there. It still hits. Exactly. There's no mm-hmm. big thing that like gets you the first time and then loses like effect after the second time. Like it's all. Yeah. Like, cool. Right. Some of the scenes like the pool scene probably hit better the first time. You're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But because you're surprised still just the actual. Yeah. The relationship between Oscar and Ellie is just enough. I feel like Well, let's go back to the it's pool scene. He, he's supposed to be underwater for three minutes, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden you see this arm just kind of float up all of a sudden and you're like that was dope and then you see well before that you see the feet flying through the water in the pool and you're like that was dope too what's not to like about this movie i mean obviously that person had something that I, guess, I guess um they had one. a bad beer at a Ooh. Calling you're calling Bob out. <laughs> I did not. Period. 2018. Hold on. Oh, I was. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. Yeah. Yeah. Who who blames a beer on their review bad movie of their experience? experience of a yeah. Movie? yeah. Who would do that? Uh. Anyway. Uh. Fun fact: the word vampire is only said one time in the film. Oscar says to Ellie, "Are you a vampire?" I like that. Yep. Uh, here's another fun fact for music lovers. The English translated title of the book and film Let the Right One In is taken from the lyrics to the song Let the Right One Slip In by Morrissey, who Joey also loves. This was just nice. a hit for Joey, I guess. Let's see anything else? Oh, the, the Morse code that they tap out in the very last scene of the film when they're on the I train. I want to know this. Yes. So she taps out Kiss. And he taps out the Swedish word for small kiss. Oh, that's sweet. That Mm. is fucking adorable. Yeah, that's sweet. All right. I give this film a 10 now because of that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, In the scene where we see uh, Oscar spying on Ellie and he sees her scarred genitalia, a mannequin was used. So if anybody was worried about that, you can rest easy. It was just a mannequin. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. There wasn't a ton on this movie, and plus I sprinkled a bunch throughout. So I was waiting for Austin Powers to pop in and be like, "She's a man, baby." Oh, behave, <laughs> John! You're gonna have to edit in some like Swedish Chef from the Muppets. So that's it. Um, whose pick is it next week, John? All right. You want to tell us what you've got on the schedule, on the schedule? Well, I, I, I was going to go with one movie and unfortunately uh, pour one out for Tyler from uh, Foo Fighters. Foo. Yeah, we're going to do uh, Studio 666, but we're going to do another 
French or new French extremity horror movie, Martyrs from 2008. All right. All right. Sticking in 2008. It's like we we're are. back in time. Yes, we are. All right. So it's Martyrs for film, next hmm? Yeah. Oh. So we're definitely doing the French one, right? Not the remake. No, fuck that remake. French one. We oui, okay. oui. And, you know, maybe we can do Studio 666 later. It's just that it's not widely available right now for a reasonable price. It's, yeah, it's, it's available like $19 just to rent to it. To rent it, not even to yeah. own it. So mm, Plus, let's... we got to give it some time. Just let Yeah. Whole... That's why I say let's let's not rule it out. Like, maybe we can do it later. Like, I, I don't, I'm not opposed down, to giving my money to that film to rent it, but not at $19. Well, like, well yeah. no, it's just more of like what's going on right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going Shutter Martyrs 2008. Oh, it's on Shutter. Yeah, they got all like they got a ton of French extremity right now on Shutter. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. They got Inside on there, I believe. Oh, I love. That. I don't know if it's High Tension on there as well. It is. There's a lot of those um, French extremity films, cool. and Martyrs a film that like I've seen once. I didn't Me think too. I was ever going to watch it again, but apparently I am because John. Here Pitchett. we are. You have to. I'm sorry, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to. I got to write a reach around about this film now. Thanks, oh, John. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so All sorry. right. So I got to get my week. homework. I got to get started. Yeah, start do. now. Just watch <laughs> Martyrs now. I know it's 11 o'clock on the East Coast, oh, but yeah. just just start just start watching it now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, no. You know what? I'm glad to have an opportunity to rewatch this because um, like just like Heidelberg, I've only seen it once and I don't remember too much about it. But and you remember this there's a rewatch, I'm sure. But I, I, I really don't remember anything about it. You've so. seen when John texted, I said, geesh. Really? Yes, I did. <laughs> but this is the movie John has chosen. So that's what uh-huh. we're watching. And that's that's it. So everybody go watch Martyrs, the French one on Shudder. In the meantime, if you'd like to share your opinions on Let the Right One In, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. That's it. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. And don't forget to follow us on the Facebook, a cut above colon horror review. And Thank you guys. And once again, I want to say thank you to Heidelberg, to Jacqueline, episode number 40. 40. In the books. Awesome. And All thank right. yourself as well, John. Yeah, John. It wouldn't be impossible without you having asked me and Jacqueline to even do this show. So yeah, you're the, this is like your brain baby. Yeah, bro. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Uh, episode 40 in the books so thank you so much and uh thank you for the reviews on spotify and itunes tell us what we can do better or what you love about the show on itunes as well for the review so five star reviews we love yeah all right so we'll be back here next week talking about martyrs and don't forget to keep it creepy 